So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm, I'm August. This is Tyler and Doug. We are Riverby. And we're asking some questions today about the upcoming album, Absolution. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? It's a lot, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't think a whole bunch of anime promotional uh, videos <laughs> were going to do as well as they did. Your social media rocks, though. Yeah. It's all because we wanted this to be a Kingdom Hearts uh, concept album, and it's doing great. <laughs> Love that. Real, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one of us is Donald? And you. And who is Goofy? All right. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Checks out. Right? Yeah. I'm not Goofy. I'm, I mean, I'm Goofy. You're Goofy. Okay. That makes sense. I can see that. <laughs> so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um... Well, the album title we figured out when we were playing Kings at a dining room table in an Airbnb. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, we couldn't figure out a, a, a title for the album while we were recording it. So we just started like naming words from the record, like just lyrics from it. Mm-hmm. And we finally settled on Absolution, which is uh, a secret reason why. I don't know if the album will be out by the time this airs, but... Um, yeah it should be out by the time this airs oh, in that case it's the uh the secret track at the end wink wink okay we're bringing that back um and then the cover art we really i remember tyler and i were talking way back in the beginning of the album stages we wanted to do the kingdom hearts stained glass mm-hmm. like you played the game uh really badly so we had michaela um do a whole bunch of stained glass for it like tarot cards so it's like um justice uh the moon upside down and then death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like fuck it why not that sounds cool very cool yeah oh uh, yeah the the working title for the album was birth by sleep while we were like working on it that's and then, a sick uh, title we like oh maybe, that's a pretty cool maybe name. don't call uh maybe don't call the album birth by sleep but yeah we got song- a little nervous <laughs> We yeah. we were scared we were gonna get spanked by Disney, I think. Well, <laughs> oh, that's a fair oh, enough. Fair okay, enough. they yeah, do like to spank yeah. people around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Um, for this one, it was a little bit different. I remember for the last song, Tyler sent me about an eight-minute instrumental, for, <laughs> and just said, "Write a song about death." <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it worked i i sent him eight minutes of a song about death and we whittled it down to five minutes um i don't know for the most part i feel like it was a lot of just shooting demos back and forth of like stupid little acoustic things i was figuring out and then tyler would come up with these like sick riffs um and then while we were practicing it was really just like layering on with everybody like their own individual kind of pieces and where they fit and sh- kind of showcasing different instruments finally within songs it wasn't just like songs that like i wrote or something that we just put music to but we actually i think finally had a really good collaborative process where everybody kind of got to shine in their ways so that was cool that's super cool awesome yeah i guess you guys are going to keep things collaborative from this point forward sure hope so i'm tired (laughs) fair enough (laughs) sure uh, so I want you three to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Tyler, why don't you go first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tyler. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's a line. I don't 
I I can't think of the lyric off the top of my head, but there's a line in the last song, just how August sings it, like gets me every time. Um, do you know what August? You know what line I'm talking about? Correct? Yeah, it's uh, it's literally I can't imagine the ending. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just like how you sing it, and just like it just has so much meaning behind it, and it's like literally the biggest moment at the end of the last song, where it's just like everything kind of comes together and like puts the entire album in context, and I think it's. Mm-hmm. A really special thing. Um, yeah, like that last song was, um, yeah, it's <laughs> just sent me stream of consciousness, like, like this giant poem, and it was like, holy crap! Like this is the kind of the crux of the whole record, which was really cool. And there's some there's some great lines in there too. That's sick. Sure. Before we continue, can we meet your cat, August? Oh, this is Mac. Hi, Mac. She's crazy. If Hi, she Mac. doesn't sit on my lap, she'll scream, which is pretty um, annoying. So she's just going to live here for a little bit. It's all good with us. Yep. <laughs> Doug? Okay. Well, I feel like, you know, it's only one line to say it, but I feel like that's you encouraging me to be more vocal in the River Bee group chat. <laughs> so this is the troll. Um, <laughs> Doug is a little gremlin. Is that your answer? Is that going to be your answer? Let me think a little bit more. Okay. Can that be a placeholder? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I think my- you've just been pushing it off onto other people. So yeah. You don't think about it. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, well, it's hard because I wrote them all, so I need yeah. to think about this. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I really like the joke that I tell in Birth by Sleep. It's like one of my favorite things when I tell my little, "How many nice guys does it take to screw in a light bulb?" Mm-hmm. Bit. <laughs> makes me laugh every time because whenever we play it to like a full room I can always gauge who like really feels it and who like knows that they're the nice guy and their Ooh. faces just kind of drop immediately mm-hmm. um, I like to keep an audience on their toes <laughs> so. fair enough sure. that's uh, probably mine then I think alright <laughs> do you have a replacement lyric no, I like to, I'm going to stick with what I said okay, okay. <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> <I respect>. <laughs> Just say it, Doug. Say it. <laughs> See, it's it's relatable. Exactly. There you go. Uh, this sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener via the opener, closer via closer? Did you shuffle it around, see what fits? What was that process like? We definitely went back and forth on it like so many times. I think right? the only things we knew was Imagine the Ending was the last song. That was like, yeah. obviously, duh. Um, and I think... I think we knew like the moon was going to be the second song for some reason, but other than that, everything else just kept flipping and flopping. Yeah. I don't think we really even had the official track listing until we got to the studio. Yeah, when we were in Cleveland, we went like we did like every possible option. Like, would this song go into this one? And then like, and then it ended up being like kept getting different over time. Yeah. So you guys Especially- had like a, a rough track listing before you even like recorded the record. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't help that huh, I didn't exactly make it easy um, because about a week before we went out to Cleveland, I wrote a song and I was like, this one's going on the record. Like, <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah, there were probably like three versions of the album, I would say. There's, well, maybe even four because we'll say first Garage Band demos, then the Garage Band demos, we were like sitting at Tyler's house and we'd be like, okay, let's play through this a couple times. Then we went to Dan Nazario's studio, tracked every, like, did a pretty much 
demo scratch of the whole album there then did another scratch in cleveland and then we recorded on top of that so it was like you're leaving out some things too Because it would yeah. go because before it even hit GarageBand demos, it would be Tyler and I doing audio oh. notes. Like we'd be sending each other audio files. Yeah, you would send me like acoustic guitar, like like f- phone. Uh, what's it called? The voice memo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I would At- just like kind of put dr- like fake GarageBand drums underneath it, and we'd kind of go up from there. Yeah. We've built like two albums on specifically Dancing Queen drum demos on GarageBand. <laughs> that specific one. Yeah, that's uh, great. And then we d- we even did like live demos. We went to a rehearsal space and we would record them live, like as we were doing them, just to make sure. I think we we if I looked back in my like Google Drive, I probably have a minimum of eight versions of each song, like from start to finish. Which do you think's changed the most? Doug, you want my job? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good question, though. It is. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. Uh, I think Baseless definitely changed like eight times. Oh, right? yeah. That one, many, many versions. That one almost didn't make it if it wasn't for Ashram Pink Shift having a fucking three hour long FaceTime call with me as we restructured <laughs> the song. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, that, that I, was like, my favorite song, so I'm happy it, it made it. It like I was really about to like just scrap it. I hated it so much for a while, but I was like, I have nothing else, so it has to go on. I didn't want to say it on the album for a while, but Tyler was like, No, it's gonna be good, I swear to God. And then <laughs> it was so and that one we first recorded like a version of it, probably what in 2019. That was gonna yeah, be I have a, a- yeah. September 5th, I think I have the first demo we ever recorded of Say It was 20. I think I wrote it in 2017 or something. Whoa. Oh, wow. it, was, it was supposed to be on Smart Mouth, right? It was sure like going to be for the B-side of the dis- <laughs> Dancing Queen remix of Smart oh, Mouth. <laughs> we, we, have a, we literally have a Smart Mouth disco remix we've been sitting on. Like it, it exists. We just have not finished it. Can- you got to finish and drop that it. Up and drop it, yeah. yeah. The effort now. Now you guys are in. A, you guys are uh, mixing up album cycles. It's fucked up, man. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never done anything without chaos. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, would you guys be able to tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record? Okay, I'll answer first this time. I would say for me, it's just what can I do as a bass player to complement what everyone else is doing and leaving the room for what are going to be overdubs and everything. You know what I mean? Trying to be as purposeful as possible. Um, and, you know, just ever, allow everyone else to just kind of breathe. Okay. Tyler? <laughs> uh, no, my headspace... For this one, for me in particular, because this is really like between the three of it, at least this is now the kind of almost fourth, like third thing that we've really done is River Bay. And so the first very like small EP that nobody knows about was very much like we just wanted to take some songs that I wrote and get them out there. Like it did not matter how we made it. We did it in a living room. We were like, fuck it, get it out here. Mm-hmm. Smart Mouth, we took like a little bit more time with, but it was still just like kind of songs that I made. So Absolution, I really wanted to like 
like I said earlier, just like really showcase everyone and give everybody space to really like be great. So there are some songs that I really wanted like Doug's bass to really fucking like kick through and like the drums to sound fucking incredible on and like Tyler is the king of riffs. I've gotten at least three, <laughs> four DMs now about how mad people are about the birth by sleep riff being stuck <laughs> in their heads. So I really just like my headspace was more of how do I let everybody shine on this record rather than just like have it be just like another songs that I just like shove out into the world without anything, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for, for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and the dark with headphones on? Is it a party album, workout album? What do you guys personally recommend? Party. Play it backwards while playing Kingdom Hearts in full. Like, <laughs> like Pink Floyd. <laughs> I think that's a great call. Like, I think it's a, it's like a nice, like, it's not sad, but it like kind of is like, it's like, there's a lot of like upbeat, like happy, like better, like undercut with like a, a certain kind of sadness. So like, I feel like it would be a good, like, it's like you and like, you're maybe playing video games with like two buddies <laughs> and like, you're, you're like having like a, a drink or something. And it's like kind of like low key, but like you are, you're like kind of having fun, you know? Not know. Mario Kart, that's for sure. Not Mario Kart. Except no. for maybe, maybe Baseless. You should play Baseless while you're playing Mario Kart. Mario Party, though, Ooh. on the other hand. Absolutely, yeah. you should play Mario Party while listening to Absolution. That's my plug. Nintendo, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, and, and Square Enix. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutionally. Nice that was good. That's great. So this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Three words each. Expand. You said it was going to be quick. You don't know us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Expand. 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 Expansive, energetic, thoughtful. Hell yeah. There you go. Thank you, That's Doug. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I think. <laughs> yeah, riding off of Doug's coattails there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I think Doug handled it. <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't getting out of this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's like eclectic, uh, vibrant. I guess, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. like cathartic for me. That's a good word for it. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I got I got visceral. Is Ooh. visceral? Oh, it's a word. Um, yeah. uh, clouds. Okay. Okay. And um, poltergeist. Visceral cloud poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you like to explain the last one, or yeah. you just want to leave it up to interpretation? <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Um, so with that same train of thought, but with not as much pressure, uh, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I think as I was writing the record, especially when you hit the end, like it imagined the ending and like towards that, I think I would like people to feel like grateful, not for me. I don't want them to feel grateful that they're listening to a Riverby record, but like grateful <laughs> for like their lives and the people that they have, especially with Imagine the Ending, which is such like a, a deep 
personal song for me about that kind of thing. I think if I could have people feel one thing getting out of it, it's just like being grateful for the people that they have and like where they're at and stuff like that. I don't know. I like that. I really like that. Any anybody? All right, we're good. All right. <laughs> so, what is your favorite memory that you guys made while creating this album? Uh, recording rhythm guitars. Oh, really? <laughs> that's your favorite? <laughs> no, that's it's like a like uh, no, it's like a great that's trauma. Bad. You know, it was it was fine. It was like what um, what? What happened? Oh, um, <laughs> I guess we'll. I guess we can get into it. Um, we went to right Cleveland now. to record to record this album, and um, with the legendary Jim Wirt, who worked with uh, what's what's his CV? Incubus. Jack's uh, mannequin, Fiona Apple, no doubt. Oh, Hoobastank. Yeah. Hoobastank. He yeah. has the Grammy for the reason. Wow. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I mean, he and Jim was like just so like he's so smart. He's so, like has the best ear. And like, and he's just like, right. Everything's like right on the money. Like you got to like get all these takes right. And, um, and the one thing he hated was recording rhythm guitars because like guitars can be so like all over the place with like tuning and stuff. So there were so many, like, there's like two days where it was just me in a chair, just like tuning guitars and playing like one chord at a time per like measure and just to get everything like pitch perfect. And then the mm -hmm. best part was like, okay, now you double it. And we did like, Oh, I have to play the exact same thing again. On it, it was we, like, hell. I like to say now, um, Jim's biggest thing was check your tuning, like every three oh seconds. That's God. what he would say, because we did it chord by chord. So Tyler would like, if it was an F sharp minor or whatever, and he'd be holding the bar chord. I remember it was like, you had to hold the chord and then Doug was tuning the frets because you couldn't tune it to the chord. Like, Or I would have to like mute some of the top strings or something like that. Do I give a guitar credit on this album? That's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guitar tech. Like we were tuned to the chord though, so that it sounded crisp, so that if we had to like cut uh, copy and paste or anything, like we'd be able to have that fresh cut. Mm -hmm. So poor Doug and I would be watching Tyler do this for like five hours. And it was like, we started getting anxious on Tyler's behalf. Like we would be sitting there like, check your tuning my... is yeah. wild. I thought my brain was broken, but it turned out great. So. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it it did. Sound it sounds amazing. Anyone it was else? so awesome in that studio, but you know, August, so they did drums and then it was rhythm guitar and August and I were just there for days being like, oh my God, when is it going to be our turn? And then is it going to be like that for us when we're trying to play through this where it's like, am I going to do bass note by bass note? Are you going to be doing like no, line? You finish your shit in like an hour and a half and that's because you wanted to do multiple <laughs> takes. You could have been done. You just played through oh the album God. once. <laughs> In the, and I mean that in the most like affectionate and amazing way. Like Doug was just like, okay, mm -hmm. it's done. But I also, Tyler was playing through it. I was just sitting there because I didn't want him to feel alone. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very Thanks, nice. <laughs> Any other memories from the uh, recording? <sighs> yeah, I have one. <laughs> and it's uh, um, during the song Fall in Love. I, uh, there's a key change and I sang higher than I normally do. And I was very nervous going into this, that I would blow out my voice because I've been known to do that. 
So I had, I bought two bottles of honey. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just remembering. (laughs) I, in one day, drank an entire bottle of honey by itself. Um, So in between takes in the vocal booth on a hot mic, by the way, you would just see me squeezing honey and like letting it go down my throat. And I was basically giving the microphone like the Gluck Gluck 3000. (laughs) Um, because it was the only way I knew I was going to be able. What is? Uh, it, what is it? A D? Was it a D sharp that I was hitting, or a D flat? Do you know? Like a high C sharp or something? I yeah. forget. Yeah. Like when I was belting at the end of it, and so I was like just so scared that I just kept like shoving honey down my throat, and I drank an entire bottle and almost threw up. That's disgusting. I told you guys, <laughs> um, and I really haven't like been able to drink honey since. I mean, is I it, you. do you usually drink honey just straight? Well, I, I, yeah, that's my thing. Uh, no, I like to have like tea though and put honey in it. And I literally, I reach for it now and I'm just like, I still need time. Yeah. It was bad. I felt bad for Jim who was probably over there like, what the fuck is this person doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he worked with Gwen Stefani and I'm over here just like. <laughs> Gwen probably did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Boobastank loves honey. (laughs) What the H stands for. Uh, Okay, uh, so picture this you're on Tori at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Cheez Its. Nice. Uh, Cheddar combos and sour gummy worms. Ah, there you go. Taste. Is this a tour that's stopping in Pennsylvania? Yes. Sure. Across the country, they can stop. Which one would you prefer? Pennsylvania, like I really like the cookies and cream milk at Wawa. That's pretty cool. Ooh, the what? <laughs> cookies and cream milk. <laughs> milk Doug... that's pre-made with cookies. <laughs> Doug made me. Bu- Doug made me buy him cookies and cream milk like two weeks ago, and I felt like a pervert buying. <laughs> 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 what? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Cookies and cream milk. <laughs> you want to explain why, Tyler? <laughs> this is the first time I've brought them on a podcast, by the way. <laughs> First and last time? <laughs> they won't give me a mic on stage. That's really true. Yeah. I don't blame them. Holy shit. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, my God. August, you had your mic off when uh, Gloria asked this question. Uh, if the project was a dish, what project would the band be? That, a dish. I said that question all fucked up. A dish. Yeah. dish. I understood it. Oh, um, I mean... I just think that we should be tacos because that's what we ate almost every single night in Cleveland and almost every single morning. So we had breakfast tacos. So Ooh. I would like to say that's a better answer than Tyler's what if breakfast that tacos and cookies and cream milk. <laughs> I would actually rather die. Uh, so for the last couple <laughs> questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? 
And if any of you say cookies and cream milk, we're kicking you out. That's it. You're yes. done. Kicking you out and banning <laughs> you Honestly, from the you should. That's good. Honestly, thank God for that. <laughs> oh. Hmm. That's such a good question. I am I'm, I'm a simple guy. I like uh, I like breakfast. So I like two eggs. I like toast. I like the potato like breakfast potatoes and like some bacon. It's like I've I've always said that was that would be my death row meal. It's just breakfast. That's good. How and you what's your drink? Down? Yeah. Uh, like it. a coffee. A coffee. Not cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know Wawa sold milk until right now. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They got milk. <laughs> they got milk. <laughs> Do you have one, Doug? Yeah, the tacos Tyler would make because it reminded me of such good times. And then oh, a lot of people like, yeah. Cheers to that, Dougie. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine would be um, from Jaime's Deli here in Ballackinwood, Pennsylvania, which is my favorite Jewish deli. It would be the white fish salad on a bagel with uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, lemon twist, and a cup of coffee with two sugars and one cream. Solid. Why do you Perfect. both want caffeine before you die? Or you want to be energized. <laughs> yeah. I want to be ready. I want to be in the zone. My, exactly. my head to explode. <laughs> so, um, I, also, I can't drink coffee because it gives me awful stomach aches and like I can't so if I'm gonna die I might as well drink coffee because I'm not gonna deal with the after effects I'm just gonna be dead yeah Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live if either of you say Harry Potter I will actually kill you (laughs) Uh, that's not what I was gonna say cool I'm living in Kingdom Hearts, baby. Yeah, That's I, was, a good I one. was waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at my Keyblade. That'd be fucking cool as shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Pokemon. Okay. That's also very good. Mm-hmm. So I'd say either the world of Mare of Easttown or DC Comics in general. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. Mare of Easttown? So you mean Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. Like right I, now? I, yeah. <laughs> Imaginary <laughs> town in Dallas. Our band County. posters are in Mayor of Easttown. You just want to be living in the world you're in. Fair enough. Yeah, it'd be pretty meta, but that's Doug, fine. Doug's a bigger celebrity in, in Easttown. <laughs> yeah. I would like to change my answer, though, for very briefly for to be Elden Ring, just so that I can like know what the fuck I'm doing for two seconds, and then I'll, I would leave. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. Um, so I've now asked the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Pink. Nice. Blue. Nice. Blue. Nice. Ooh. All right. Nice. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have to say. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Uh, Ruby. Out. Absolution. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby Absolution out March 25th, which has happened. So. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Oh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been River B, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.